The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patra, joined by my good buddy Santino Cone here to break down this wonderful, and I mean wonderful, February 11th slate for you guys. We're, good. We're doing good here, man. We got a nice little five-game card. It's a nice little calm and easy one for us, Santino. Uh, a few big slates in a row. Always a week in between our shows, but how are you doing, my good friend? Doing good, man. Yeah, it's only a five-gamer, so this one should be pretty quick. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I don't often say this. I'm kind of glad it's a little bit of a calm card, man. I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> it's a lot. It's been uh, getting back into things, a lot of research, uh, just immediately jumping and diving straight headfirst into it. So it's nice to have one of these little calm games. But uh, it should be a pretty short podcast for you guys. We're going to hope to get just as much information that you'd get into an hour-long show into a short show given the card. But before we jump into anything, let me give a quick shout out to our presenting sponsors over at mybookie.ag. If you guys haven't already checked them out, you missed the boat on so many free little promos and giveaways. They have some of the best odd boost contests over there, but it's not too late. We have the NBA season in full swing right now, guys. Jump in there. Head over to mybookie.ag. If you use that promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, you will get a 20, or I'm sorry, you'll get a 50% deposit match. I was a 20. It's better than that. It's 50% deposit match up to a thousand bucks. So if you put in a $500 on your initial deposit, they'll give you 250 bucks to play with for free. If you put in a thousand dollars, they give you 500. It's that simple. It's free money. Head over to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code hoopball. And while you're at it, you probably already have that tab pulled open because I know you already checked out my bookie. Open up another one, type in manscaped.com. Check them out, guys. Plenty of excellent products for your grooming needs. It could be for you. It could be for your male counterpart. It could be for a good friend. It could be a travel kit. Whatever you need, they have it. From body washes to the lawnmower 3.0, all waterproof trimmers, fast recharges, up to 90-minute charge times. Excellent products, guys. Check them out. I recommend getting the perfect package kit. You get a little bit of everything. I say it all the time. It is the perfect male grooming kit to when you travel. Uh, just because we all know when you go to the hotel rooms, guys, the body washes, the shampoos, the soaps, they are not what you expect. But if you have your perfect package kit, you have all that handy with you on you at all times in a nice sleek bag comes with a nice compression boxer shorts with it. And then you have your trimmer. So check them out guys. And if you use that promo code hoopball 20 H O O P B A L L two zero, you get a 20%, uh, 20% off plus free shipping. So check them out. Use the promo code HOOPBALL20. All right, Santino. It's a mouthful. We got it out, though. And we're here. We're here for the five-game slate. That's why the people are here. Let's give the people what they want. We have Toronto Raptors traveling to Boston, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. No total, no spread, no surprise. That's kind of been the, the MO of this season. But No, we, we, we do have a spread for this Oh, one. you do? I don't have it. Oh, I have a spread. Uh, 222.5, and the Celtics are 4.5-point home favorites. 222 and a half, four and a half point spread to the Celtics. That's what I like to hear. I appreciate that, Santino. A little bit more prepared for me because I'm looking at my, <laughs> my, uh, my thing over here and I don't, I don't have it. Plain and simple. Uh, nonetheless, we'll get to the, the injury report. 
Uh, and that's another thing that's been a little cagey, guys. But we do have one of the teams. We do have the Celtics. Uh, we know the Raptors play tonight, so we can't expect theirs. But for the Celtics, Romeo Langford, Marcus Smart ruled out. I'll pass it over to you, Santino. I'll let you lead us off. We'll start with their away team, the Toronto Raptors. Why don't you talk about this team for us on the second half of the back-to-back? Yeah, so we have the Raptors on the second half of the back-to-back, the Celtics on the front end of the back-to-back. So uh, things to watch out for. But the Raptors, the the big news for them is is OG playing or not. He didn't play on Wednesday. They said he was close, so maybe he plays uh, tonight and uh, in this game. That kind of changes things up a bit. Norman Powell's been starting. Norman Powell's been on fire so if if og's back i assume he goes back to a six-man role or they change some things up uh, but that's going to be some some news to keep keep an eye on out or keep an eye on out for if i can get that one out right but yeah the, the the main person that i'm looking on at this team on our on the raptors is chris boucher at 6k uh, this front court for boston is the worst part of this defense and this guy's been playing pretty well lately. Didn't have a great game in the last one, but still saw 29 minutes. And if you see in 29 minutes, that's what we want to look for. Uh, he shot 4 of 11. Okay. Uh, but you expect better numbers against this lack, just not that good of a of rim protection and not that good of a front court defense. So he's the main guy I'm looking for on this team. And then I'll, I'll sprinkle in some uh, like uh, uh, Siakam, Powell, if, if he's starting again. I mean, this guy's just... 6700 is high, but he's just been crushing it. So I'll look at uh, Van Vliet, Lowry, Siakam, sprinkle them in there. But Boucher is the guy that I'm targeting and targeting heavy in this matchup. I can't blame you. Uh, I always mention targeting front courts, uh, Boston's front court with other front court members. And Boucher, you know, that last game, like you said, he struggled, but he absolutely smashed tonight. And I think he put up about 17 and 15. I uh, could be off without the stats in front of me. He only played 24, 25 minutes. So. You know, this dude is a point-per-minute guy. Uh, you know, even when he's not getting the minutes like tonight, 24 minutes, and you put up a game like that, we're still getting what we look for. 6K is a little underpriced. Uh, he is this year's Christian Wood. Once he gets freed, it's going to be stud games every single time. Uh, he's slowly and slowly starting to get more minutes, and they're trusting him a little bit more. Uh, that's the thing. It's the big trust factor of Boucher. But at 6K, it's still a very, very uh, swallowable price tag for what this guy can do on a nightly basis. I'm with you, though, outside – Norman Powell, that price tag, it's getting a little bit of uh, a little bit high for me. He's, you're right though; he's been balling. This dude has been hot. Um, the only other guy I probably look at is Lowry. The one thing I'm worried about is the you know the injury news with Lowry. He was coming into this game a little bit banged up. It's a back to back. You know all that factors in. But at 7,300, you know no Marcus Smart. That just feels like it's a little too underpriced for a guy in this competitive matchup. So I'll look at Lowry, and I think I'll look at a little bit of Boucher, and I'll probably draw the line right there. But We'll slide over to this Boston side. I mean, we talked about it. It's going to be a competitive matchup. We always expect it with Boston, Toronto, two heavy hitters in the East. Uh, who are you looking at on the Boston side of the ball? Yeah, so we saw these guys play a competitive playoff series not too long ago in what was it September? Uh, seven game series. It was it was nice. Uh, so the three people I'm looking, I'm, I'm pretty much in the in the same territory here, uh, but. We can kind of look at the front court. I mean, as bad as as Tice and, and Tristan Thompson as not bad, but as the numbers aren't there. I mean, we can look at them if we're going super cheap. But I just think Boucher. I'd rather pay the eleven hundred just if if I had to look there uh, extra. But um, I think you just look straight at the top and Tatum, Brown, and and Kemba. I think Kemba has been 
struggling a little bit. He shot 2 of 12 in the last game, 4 of 20 in the game before that. Uh, you can't expect him to shoot 6 of 32, keep going. He might not be 100% back, but at 6-5, that's still a really good price tag for him to to bring back value, so I don't mind looking there. And, I mean, you can't go wrong with Tatum and Brown in this matchup, uh, especially if OG doesn't play. That means Tatum just his individual matchup against Powell gets a lot be- better. Uh, same with same with Jalen Brown. He just has a size advantage against those other smaller smaller guards in in Van Vliet and Lowry. Though though they are both dogs, they give up huh, like a half a foot to Jalen Brown. So uh, I can I can confidently go to those two guys in this matchup. I'm I'm with you on the Tatum call. I, I think he's my favorite play in this game, and it's not even close. Um, you talked about OG. If he sits, it's it that just locks it in for me. Where Tatum's probably gonna be one of my higher owned expensive guys on this slate. He absolutely crushed Toronto in that matchup, and that was with OG in there. Uh, he dropped fifty six and a half DK points in only thirty one minutes. Uh, forty actual points, actual points. Only chipped in six rebounds. Had no defensive stat. Oh no, I'm sorry, two blocks in that game. Uh, but it, it, you know, we always could count on Tatum chipping in, you know, seven, eight rebounds, three, four assists, the 30 points, 40 points just goes to show you that he can get a bucket against this team. Uh, and he didn't shoot exceptionally well, 11 to 19. That's probably close to what he should be shooting. So I'm cool with Tatum in this 8,900 feels like a perfectly fine price tag with you. I don't knock you on the, uh, on the Jalen Brown call. I think for $1,200 more, I'm just going to go Tatum, but you're right. He'll have a mismatch as well. Those are the only two guys I'm really looking at, and I'm really just going to probably end up paying up for Tatum uh, over Brown, in my opinion. But we'll slide over to the next game, another 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. Miami Heat, uh, Miami Heat traveling to Houston. Take on the Rockets for this game. Injury report, Dante Axum, Kenyon Martin Jr., Kevin Porter Jr., all rolled out along with Christian Wood. John Wall is considered probable. For the Heat, Goran Dragic, Avery Bradley, Myers Leonard, Chris Silva all rolled out while Mo Harkless is questionable. Right now, this game does not, unless you have it, Santino. Do you have something I don't? Um, no, I do not have a spread. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, do you have a game total? I don't have either one. So. Nope. Uh, all right. Just making sure. I, I was off on the first one, so I was hoping that you had me on this one, but no worries. Uh, I'll start off with Miami right here. I'll take, I'll take the reins on the Miami Heat. Uh, you know, the main guys, it's a great matchup for him. I'm expecting this to be a fairly competitive game. We don't have a total. We don't have a spread. But with John Wall playing, we can expect the spread to probably be within, you know, five points or so. So we should have competitive action in here. Uh, on the Heat side, you know, looking at Kendrick Nunn, he's been getting plenty of minutes. We've been getting that good role, especially with Goran Dragic out. 5,800, that's a great price tag for him. As long as this guy's playing 30 minutes, I have some faith in him at 5,800. He's not a smash play as he is. But that is safe. It's it's confident that he gets that twenty five to thirty minute, uh, you know, kind of or twenty five to thirty DK kind of floor. Uh, he has that upside in him. You know, keep in mind with Hero, Bam, Butler, the upside is a little limited. But there's still some juice on the, in the orange right there when you're looking at that fifty eight hundred dollars price tag. Other than that, I'll be looking at some Butler. I just love playing Butler, knowing that he's going to be getting these minutes again. He's back to his normal self at eighty four hundred. I think that's just a little too cheap. And uh, it remains to be seen if they actually, you know, play Kelly Olenek 30-plus minutes in this game. I doubt they do, knowing that, uh, you know, the Rockets have been playing a little bit smaller. I think this is an Olenek game where we probably see him in that, you know, low to mid-20 range. So I'll probably take a, pri- uh, a pass on him. But I could see you going the other way if you just expect him to take complete advantage of that mismatch. But I'll pass it over to you. Give me your thoughts. I guess you could start with Olenek because that's kind of where I'm a little torn on that mismatch. Uh, I mean, P.J. Tucker is going to be on him. I don't think it's 
he's one of the better defenders on the team. I don't know if it's necessarily a mismatch. Um, not really. He could he could hit value, but I just don't see the upside with him. Just like last game, he scored twenty actual points, and he exceeded value by what, like two points. So there's just no upside. There's not big upside in there if he's going to score twenty and not put up big numbers. The the upside just isn't there. So I'd rather go in in a different direction. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you too on the same two guys. And I don't mind Bam, but I'd rather just pay three hundred dollars extra and get Tatum. Uh, but Butler, if there's no Drogic. Uh, you can look at you can look at Nunn and Butler here. Butler's going to still play more, a lot more point guard and a lot more on ball. Nunn doesn't necessarily need to or or do that a lot when when there's Hero, Drogic, or Butler, any of those guys in there. They they usually take the uh, the point guard duties and the distributing duties. Um, and Butler is is at the top of that. So at eighty four hundred in this matchup, I, I like Butler there too and Nunn for fifty eight. Uh, anytime you see in thirty plus minutes, he's in play. Maybe the Upside, just like I said, with Olenek isn't huge because there is Butler and there is Hero there. Uh, but I think he's he has better scoring potential uh, in a matchup like this. Absolutely, and that's that's kind of the same sentiment I'm on. I don't I don't love it. I don't hate it. It, it, it seems like a solid cash play. Um, you might find some other options as we break this down, especially yeah. the point guard position, where when you're looking at cash, does he actually end up making your build? Probably not. Um, we'll get to a guy later on that I'm sure that we're both on that. It just seems like the cash lock point guard staple. But we'll slide over to this Houston side of the ball. You know, they've been playing good basketball this year. And it's a little bit surprising. A lot of people kind of underrated this team with a lot of their pieces missing. Uh, but the guys that are there are, are playing well together. We have Oladipo playing in this game. We have John Wall expected to play in this game. So we have the usage pretty much spread around uh, evenly. So, you know, when I'm looking at this team um, – you know, DeMarcus Cousins has been a guy that I think a lot of people have been going to, but he hasn't necessarily been hitting the value that we look for. It's a tough matchup against Bam. At 6,900, I'll probably take a hard pass. If I'm looking at anybody on this team, it's probably going to be John Wall. He's probable. Uh, he's expected to play, and he's 7,100. It's a great price tag for him. We know when John Wall is playing, he should be playing around 30 minutes. He doesn't generally play on the back-to-backs. So I'll take John Wall at 7,100. Outside of that, I don't think I have much options or, or much interest in anybody on this team. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a little different now because they're all playing together. But Oladipo and John Wall, when they were playing together, for some reason, they were better. Uh, if you look at their, their couple games that they played together, not even a handful because there wasn't that many. Uh, but they were playing. They were both putting up solid numbers when they were playing together. I think they both have good matchups in this one. But I would rather, again, just like you said, I would rather take the discount and go Wall. I'm assuming Butler is probably going to be guarding a lot more Oladipo. So I'm going to go with Wall, trying, uh, or none on Wall, or Hero on Wall, or whatever they want to throw at wall but i think the 700 discount is is good for me and i and i like it better in this matchup uh so i'm not going to go much oladipo i think you can just pay a little bit extra and get uh jimmy or <clears throat> so, you, so you're right there or even if you wanted to go jalen brown i don't mind that either uh, but demarcus cousins six nine you're getting a little bit of a discount than you got in the last couple games but i still that's still pretty high and in this matchup i don't really bam can guard you anywhere on the court so not too in on that. Uh, we just talked about Boucher at 6K. I'd rather, I feel much safer going there. Yeah, I don't blame you. And, and it's it's also worth noting, uh, John Wall has been playing much more aggressive this season than he has throughout his entire career. And it, it could be because he has a point to prove coming off the injury. It could be the fact that he knows he's not playing on back-to-backs and he just wants to get as much action and shot attempts and uh, you know that he could while he is playing. 
Uh, nonetheless, he is being extremely aggressive and having Oladipo, you know, alongside him. You're right. It probably only does help. It takes a little attention away in this offense. He still has his pick and roll mate with Demarcus Cousins. So I'm probably yeah. sticking with Wall, but I wouldn't blame and, you if you wanted to look at some Oladipo as well. And then I'm looking at the rest of this roster, knowing that both Oladipo and Wall and Gordon, they should all be playing, or I should say all three of them, all of them should be playing. Everybody but Wood should be playing in this one pretty much. Uh, all these ancillary pieces can be hit or miss. And at that price, at their price tags at 5K for Tate, 6-2 for yeah. Gordon, uh, 4 and 4 and 4-8, 3-8. I just, I think we can find better people that we will find uh, that you know that are going to have higher usage and you know any one of those guys can have a decent game. It's just, I'm not going to take that crap shot. Absolutely. We'll move on to the next one then. 8 p.m. <clears throat> Eastern Standard Time game. Indiana Pacers traveling to Detroit to take on the Pistons, the white hot Pistons. Uh, that only play well against good teams. Uh, you know, it's funny. Since, you know, I don't like to toot my horn. Uh, talking to a good buddy of both of ours, I, I kind of called that Pistons. I said they'd at least keep it close. I wouldn't be shocked if they uh, if they beat them. But I was not expecting that. They came out and played absolutely phenomenal. They had three guys that were absolute studs in DFS, being Mason Plumley, DeLon Wright, uh, and Jeremy Grant. But it's a new matchup. It's a new day. The Pacers on the second half of a back-to-back, so it kind of has that same feeling for me, though. Killian Hayes already ruled out. Frank Jackson's doubtful. Jalil Okafor is out. He just had that knee surgery out the next six to eight weeks. Pacers, no injury report quite yet. Uh, surprisingly, we have a game total, though, which makes no sense. 217 <laughs> and a half. And uh, Pacers are favored by three. So there's that. Surprisingly, we have one uh, game total and spread with the game that is playing tonight. But... We'll start off with the Pacers team. I'll let you lead off. Who are you looking at? And the, and the Pistons are also at the front end of the back-to-back, so if it kind of gets out of hand either way, they probably limit some of their veterans, which uh, we'll get to in a minute. But um, <clears throat> looking at this team, we're looking. I'm kind of looking at uh, Miles Turner. I know right now and tonight I haven't looked too, too much, but they got blown out, so everybody looked pretty bad currently they're in the fourth quarter they only have 72 points right now so everybody looked pretty bad on that team uh, we have two people Sabonis and Brogdon that are three people McDermott that hit double digits everybody else kind of stunk um, but I don't hate Miles Turner I, I would rather just go to Boucher but this is not a bad matchup for him and then elsewhere I don't mind going back to to Brogdon at 7-5 I think Sabonis is also in a pretty good matchup at 8-8 and he's gonna see a uh, a lot of Blake Griffin who just doesn't look anything like he does uh he he used to so don't mind that but I think Tatum same price range I'm probably gonna have more Tatum uh but the, the guys I'm looking at mostly are Brogdon and Turner as a pivot play to Boucher who probably will be very chalky yeah I think the only guy I'm really looking at is Turner um I like the call I think it's just a good matchup for him it's a nice little bounce back spot he didn't play a lot tonight you know, Brogdon, I love Brogdon, don't get me wrong, but this dude is struggling from the floor right now, guys. He uh, he needs to figure it out, and it might just be one of those slumps, and he's due to break out of it. And this may be the matchup. It's a perfect matchup for him to break out. But right now, I think we can probably get his price tag to drop a little bit more. He might just have another one of those bad games. And this is a guy where 7500 is priced appropriately for him. I mean, 75 to 78 is where we want to see Brogdon on a regular basis. I don't know if I feel comfortable paying the full 7500 on a back-to-back where the dude has just been struggling from the floor for the past four or five games. Uh, I don't mind it if you're looking for that bounce-back spot, if you're expecting it, and you know if he hits it, he's going to crush it. Uh, but Turner's the guy that I feel probably just a little bit safer with, and that's probably it. 
And being uh, being this on a back to back, something that I want to keep an eye on is Jeremy Lamb going to play on the second leg of a back to back. I don't know if it's necessarily something that they won't do. He already played on a back to back before on earlier in this month, so it's something that he can do. But he only played 18 minutes in that blowout. Uh, but it's just something to keep an eye on because if he doesn't play, that means more minutes for Aaron Holiday, more minutes for T.J. McConnell, who both get. A little bit better. Uh, T.J. McConnell's five two, so it's kind of a, a bigger price tag. But Aaron Holiday's three three, and he wouldn't be. He would be someone you can just throw a dart at, at and and hope for the best. Absolutely. We'll slide over to the Detroit side of the ball. I'll lead off over here, Santino. It's ugly. Um, I do like Jeremy Grant on every single slate. Seventy four hundred. This dude just can't get priced appropriately for what he puts up. You know, at least forty DK points in three of the last four games. It's not the greatest matchup in the world, but Sabonis doesn't scare me away defensively either, and he'll probably see most of his time at the three. So I don't mind going with him here. I, I do think I have some interest in Jeremy Grant. Outside of that, there's not a lot to love here. We're starting to get these guys a little bit priced up. Delon Wright at six three for as good as he's playing. I just struggle to have a ton of faith in Delon Wright. If it bites me, it bites me. I'm willing to take one off the chin on that one. Plumlee feels like he's about priced right too. Uh, and outside of that, I mean, we could take the stabs, the tournament plays on Blake Griffin, but, you know, <laughs> this dude's putting up teen points for us uh, three out of the last four games. It's, it's tough to have faith in him. So I think I'll probably just, I'll just lean here on, uh, on your boy uh, Jeremy, or as we'd say, uh, you know, Jeremy Grant, though. Yeah, he's probably he, he's the best one to go after on this one, too. Uh, DeLone Wright is at 6'3". He's put up 22 actual points the last two games and with 19 total assists, 10 and 9. I mean, that's the that's probably his best two game stretch in his career. I I don't expect a third performance like that. So he's just not a guy who scores twenty points a game. He usually scores single digits or low double digits. So I'm I, I don't know if I can trust six three either. Uh, I think there are some other options that are safer and have higher upside. I just it's hard for him to keep going. And and it was against two teams that might see each other in the finals and the Lakers and the Nets, which. Uh, is what you, what is what it is, but I think Grant is easily the safest guy on this team. Seven four, he was in the mid eight Ks before, and it was getting too pricey, and then he dropped all the way down. Uh, so I think he's getting closer to where he should be priced. Or, but with the games that he's been putting up, I think about seven eight seven nine is where he should be priced. Uh, so I, there's still some meat on the bone, and his upside is is very in the forty fives fifties. Uh, so I think I like that there, and there's not too too much else that I want to attack on this game. Uh, probably they're on the front end of a back-to-back, so unless it gets bad, they're probably going to play Blake Griffin as uh, 25, 27 minutes, his normal amount of minutes, play other everybody else up, and then next game we'll see some people go on the injury report. And then all yeah. that value in that uh, ugly tier of this team <laughs> opens up. Yeah, and I think another guy that we could put uh, you know, a little, little apostrophe next to, a little star next to, just to keep Sadiq. an eye on. No, no, no. Actually, I was going to say uh, the new arrival of Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, 3K, he's minimum salary. They did say he's going to be available. We have no idea what this dude's role is going to be, but let's be frank. Um, they need point guards. They have no depth at point guard right now. So it wouldn't shock me if this dude plays 20 minutes on his first night there and he's minimum salary. So he's there if we need him. I'm not saying he's like a lock and load. That's not the value play that Santino and I were alluding to at point guard earlier. Uh, that's not it, but he's there. He's available. It's kind of just like a roll of the dice. We have no idea what kind of role this guy's going to have, but the fact that they are so thin at point guard, I'm going to give him a ceiling of about 20 minutes, which maybe 22 at most, the floor of probably about 12 to 16. 
So yeah, he's I, available. I think he's, I think he's closer to the floor in this one. I just don't yeah. see him playing two minutes in this first game, knowing that they have a back-to-back and knowing that I think he plays more uh, tomorrow night, which if he's still at 3K, then I would look at him a little bit more. You might be right, and that might be the good call, but uh, definitely not worthwhile in cash. So we'll we'll move over to the next game. It's a 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time We're flying time through game. it. We're already on the 10 p.m.ers. I like it. Dude, we're cruising. Uh, we we gave the people the heads up. Like, listen, I hope you Cruise don't have a long commute. If you if you do, you got time to get the coffee. Maybe put out a pause. Uh, you know what? We'll help you out right here. We'll take a quick pause. And if you guys have a quick second, go give us a rate review, a five star, thumbs up, subscribe wherever you're listening. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, wherever it is, you can Podbean? find us. That, that's a thing. It's a thing. People listen. Don't don't Never hate on it. our Podbean oh, listeners over I didn't here, man. Say, Come on. I, I didn't hate on it. I just said that's I apologize for Santino right there, Podbean listeners. He doesn't he doesn't mean it. Uh he appreciates no. uh we got listeners all over the place. This is that's typical of Padre. He doesn't listen, he just talks. That's why I don't like him. He never likes me. He, you know you known the guy for 20 years. He hates me every single year that I've known him. It's just the relationship gets worse and worse as we go on. But uh thumbs up, you know, guys. You always talk with spit in your mouth. Rate review. Give me a break. Please say some positive things about me. I'm getting abused by Santino. I need the ego boost over here. No, but in all reality, guys, constructive criticism is all appreciated. Uh, we joke around over here. We put in the effort. We put in the hard work, though. We put in our time. So hearing the good things, it does make us feel good. But we also want to get better. So uh, we'll get back to the slate, though, after this <laughs> right there. Orlando Magic coming into this one. Uh, dealing with some injuries, definitely. So we'll talk about them first. Alfred Camino, he's questionable. He made his debut, his long-awaited debut this season for last season. I almost feel like it's probably been about a year and a half since we've seen him play. Uh, and he is questionable. So, you know, he's dealing with that knee injury maintenance. They're taking it really slow with him. Cole Anthony injured his shoulder in that last one, did not look great. He is questionable. I would doubt that he plays because they said that he is questionable for the game before he even received his MRI. Two, I don't. I think they said... Uh, Last thing I saw was he wasn't going to take an MRI, but again, oh. it, this is another team that's on the front end of a back-to-back. So I don't, I honestly don't think. Well, every time I say I don't think that this season has been throwing me curveball. So don't take that for <laughs> God. Don't take that for gospel. But um, I, I can't imagine him playing both nights of a back-to-back. Yeah, just, no, after hurting his shoulder. I don't see him playing, especially like you said. If if he, I thought I saw him saying that he was going to get the MRI, but if you're saying he's not going to get the MRI, I would expect him to just be cautious, give him the first night off. Uh, you know, especially given the game, it's a tough matchup. Why risk it? Michael Carter Williams out. Evan Fournier is questionable as well, so they're looking like they're going to be thin at the guard position if these guys can't go. Markel Fultz ruled out. Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, as we know, ruled out. And then Isaac. for the six, Jonathan Isaac. <laughs> That's my boy, man. I want I want this guy to get back on the court. You said so bad. Isaac. I did I say Isaac? No, I you suck. <laughs> Seth Curry is available. Shake Milton doubtful. Paul Reed, Mike Scott, both ruled out. So we'll start off with this Orlando team. I'll lead off. I'll take the Thunder Santino, the guy that we're warming up, the guy you picked up in our fantasy league, the guy that we've both been talking about for I think about a week and a half. As soon as he signed this ten day contract, he got first minutes. It's Frank Mason. Uh, you know, no, no, these point guards, if they're rolled out, the dude played 33 minutes of the last one, shot four of 10, 25 DK points. He's the cash staple. He's the GPP staple. He's the chalk play. You can't avoid. You got to play him. Lock him in. 4K. It's that easy. 
Uh, if you're looking at any of the options on this team, I don't mind looking at some of these ancillary pieces. I'm not paying up for Vucevic at 94, but between Terrence Ross, Dwayne Bacon, you can take looks at them. They're decent price tags. There should see some increased usage, especially if Fournier is out as well. But that's it for me. I'm going to be looking at a ton of Frank Mason, though. Yeah, I mean, it's all a matter of do Evan Fournier or does Evan Fournier, does Cole Anthony play? I don't think Cole Anthony will play because it's – uh, second night of a back-to-back, he just got hurt. Same thing with Fournier. I mean, they they desperately need one of these two guys to play, and hopefully both. Uh, but I don't know because it's, it's the if it wasn't a back-to-back, I would say yeah. Uh, knowing that it's it is a back-to-back, I think Frank Mason makes sense because I don't know if they're both going to play. And if they both don't play, this guy has to play thirty plus minutes uh, at this point guard because they don't have another point guard, and that just makes him look really solid i guess we can go back to will's guy Dwayne bacon uh, at 44 if both those guys don't play because he's the uh, sato backup point guard but i don't really i don't i don't like bacon i just think he kind of stinks so um i don't mind terrence ross and if um all everybody that's questionable out including al farouk amino is out chumo okiki got 27 minutes in the last one after playing 22 the night before that at thirty six hundred, that's a guy I'll take a stab at. We were talking about a couple of people in the three K range. Um, if if Amino doesn't play, even if Fournier and whatnot play, this guy could see maybe thirty, thirty one, thirty two minutes in this game. And for some reason, he has power forward and center eligibility. Uh, sign me up for thirty six K. That's 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 really good. And I, I guess, love that call. I love that all, call. I'm gonna cut yeah. you off. I'm, I'm gonna cut you off because <laughs> it's a great call. Uh, so I, it's crazy because we talked about him off air and I didn't even mention him. Um, was even looking at him when we were breaking this down, and you're absolutely right, uh, especially with Aminu uh, sitting down. I didn't realize his minutes got increased that high to 27, so great call. Well, I, mean, I appreciate you bringing that up. I don't give you that much credit, Santino, so absorb this and take this. It's not going to happen often. The last thing I saw about Aminu was he was supposed – they wanted him to play both sec- both halves of the last game in his first game back, but then they said, no, we're just going to not play him in the, in the second half. Uh, we'll, we'll save him for the next one, but he only played five total minutes, so that doesn't seem that seems weird to me. I don't know about you, but that just seems weird to me. Another thing to think about about Okeke, maybe he plays on the first half of the back to back and not the second because he just came back from a he missed all of last year too, uh, and he just came back after about a month off. So maybe he plays a lot of thirty plus minutes in the first game and then. They'll have maybe Cole Anthony, Evan Fournier back for the second one, and Okeke doesn't play. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I think he has a lot of minutes, especially knowing that you look at this Warriors team, and they might be very small again. So uh, I don't know if they'll roll out Ken Birch, which if he does roll 25 minutes, Ken Birch is 3-5. That's a really good price, but he hasn't been playing. Um, yeah, I, I like I like going real cheap with this team. Ooh, got to love the Isaiah Roby late scratch while you're on the air. Oh, that happens to the best of us. Goodbye, single entries. It's all good. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. Because they uh, waited. They said yeah. he was. Uh, they said he was available earlier. Then they changed Muscala from out to in, and I, I guess now they have eight guys, so they could do that. But yeah, that's weird. Sorry for whoever has Roby Yobi. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like if we did play him, he wasn't going to play significant minutes anyway if they're going to make him a late scratch. He was kind of in case of emergency break glass. Uh, we, yeah, we don't have that news. We didn't have that information. So that's DFS. That's why you don't sink all of your money into one guy. If you're building multiple lineups, uh, especially in GPPs, you spread that out. You never 100% anybody. 
Uh, it is DFS. You can have the best play in the world, and the guy will get scratched just like that. So, oh, uh, but I'm with you. Yeah, it was a nice snap. It doesn't always come out that kind of that clear. <laughs> um, I'll, you know, I'll take it. But Okiki, like you said, we want to have that news. We're hoping to have that news that he's only going to play one, you know, the front half, because that means that we're going to probably see significant minutes. If we hear the news that he's going to play both halves of the back-to-back Santito, I feel like we got to be a little bit more worried just because if he's going to play both halves, maybe they limit him to like around a 20-minute roll on both halves. Still at 3600 he can hit that price tag. But definitely a little bit pause of concern if we have the information that he is playing both halves mm-hmm. of the back-to-back. Yeah, and if we don't have that information, I'll roll him out yeah. because you never know. So Exactly. Uh, That's a GPP play. Maybe a little, yep. less, little less in cash, but without that information, we load him up. Uh, Golden State side of the ball, a lot to love over here. You know, James Wiseman still ruled out. He's getting closer. They said they were going to reevaluate him on Thursday. It sounds like they reevaluate him a day before. He's not playing. Uh, probably right around the corner, I would expect, in the next four to five days or so. But Steph Curry coming in as one of the highest-priced guys on the slate, 10-1. It's not the greatest matchup going against this team, but knowing how injury-riddled they are at point guard, I do like this matchup. I expect it to be fairly competitive, so I do have some interest in Steph Curry. Draymond at 6'8". He's getting up there in the price. He's been playing so much better at center. We're finally starting to see the old Draymond that we'd love to see. I do not love this matchup, though. It is a little bit of a tougher matchup for Draymond. Not going to completely rule him out of my player pool. I do want to have some Golden State exposure, so if I'm not spending up on Curry, I don't mind looking at Draymond. Outside of him, it's probably going to be Juan Toscano Anderson. He's getting a little bit priced up to the point where a lot of the juice is out of the bone. Uh, he's 5-1, but it's there. He feels like a solid cash, uh, cat cash. Cash option. <laughs> cash. Get the cash. Uh, feels like a solid cash option. Yeah, I'm going to clear my cash on him. Yeah, the, clear, clear, at 5-1, I'm not huge cash on it. Your cash. <laughs> uh, but the rebounds have been there. He's chipping in defensively. He's never going to be a high-volume scorer. Took 14 shot attempts in the last one. Don't expect it to happen. He's usually going to be between that 5 and 10 mark. He's very Draymond-esque. We've heard Steve Kerr say this several times about him. He's one of the most intelligent players on the court. He can play multiple positions. Uh, but he's still sharing volume with Wiggins, Oubre, and Steph. So don't expect the shot attempts to necessarily be there. But he's got a solid little cash floor where I'd expect the floor to be about you know 20 to 25 points with the upside of 35 or so. Outside of that, I don't have a ton of interest with any of these other guys. Pascal's back. He's going to be playing. But I don't think Eric Pascal's a good basketball player, so I'm not going to play him. And that's probably it. It's going to be Watts, Scott Anderson, Steph Curry, and a little bit of Draymond. Yeah, um, I'm not really, I'm not in on Toscano at five one now. I just don't see the the huge upside there. Uh, but Steph Curry, him and the other guy at the top of this list are both in absolute smash spots. Uh, the only worry I have with both of them, and the other being in the next game, is do these games stay close? Do they stay close enough? Like uh, Steph Curry, who's going to be guarding him? Cole Anthony if he plays. Okay, he, can he guard him? If he doesn't play Frank Mason, the guy wasn't in the league until earlier this week. So uh, there's just nobody on on the Magic that can guard him. Is if this game stays close, he he's. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't have words right now because it's just he's going to be Steph Curry. Uh, so I don't three point night kind of kind of not like actual play, but you're looking at like this. This has the makings of a sixty plus DK point night for Steph Curry if he's if this game stays close. And you're looking at his his field goal percentage. The last some some uh, some on games is over fifty percent, or fifty five percent, fifty nine percent, sixty one percent, fifty three percent, fifty seven percent, sixty five percent, fifty percent. 
And then we finally have a, a, a 35er in there. But then the, again, 52%, 50%. It's just this guy's been on fire. If this game stays close, there's no no one on that team can guard him. So, yeah. Santino, let me ask like you, what is the game staying close nowadays? Because we thought that when we saw the Pistons face the Nets two nights ago, we thought that one was not you know blowout risk for the Pistons. Look how that turned out. And then we look at tonight, you know, uh, we're expecting the Pacers to get a fair amount of points against this lackluster defense with the Nets. We get a blowout this way. Well, so like, I'm saying close because they, I know they only lost by nine to Portland, but they were getting. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I, I think you, I'm not trying to say it in, in the, in the vein of like this, you know, this game can't stay close. And that's what I'm trying to get at. Well, it's uh, you, you didn't, you didn't let me finish before you <laughs> cut me off. So you don't know what I was trying to say, but uh, the last time the, the magic played, they only lost by nine, but they were getting beat pretty bad the entire game. And the game before that, they got beat by uh, nearly 30 points. So, uh, I think staying close, if it stays within low double digits, like 12, 13 points, then yeah. But uh, if it stay, if it goes up into the 16, 17 type range, uh, the Magic just don't have the bodies to, and, and, and the players to just keep rolling them out there. And they're playing on the first night of a back-to-back, so I don't see them, if, if this game gets a little bit out of hand, I don't see them throwing Vucevic in there for uh, 40 minutes, knowing that they're going to play again tomorrow night also. No, I, I, listen, I completely agree. My my whole sentiment is that I don't trust any spreads right now during this whole COVID, during everything that's been going on. We've been seeing some crazy lines, and uh, these some of these games that we're expecting to be massive blowouts aren't massive blowouts. Some of these games that we're expecting to stay close, like tonight, Pacers-Nets, end up being 30-point games. Uh, it's been wild. So especially, you know, in cash game on a five-game slate, what I'm trying to get at is that I feel a little bit more confident in a guy like Steph Curry on a five-game slate in a cash game on a game like this, even though we, we anticipate this game could get out of hand. If it does get out of hand, Steph Curry's probably going to have a lot to do with it. So I get it. I, I, I understand the caution and the fear. Um, right now on a five-game slate, on the, the slate that we're looking at, I'm a little less worried about this game getting completely out of hand. But you touched on some really good points, and I think you're absolutely right. If this game does get out of hand, 17 points in the third quarter, 15 points, of the, the Magic don't have the personnel to get back into this. They don't have that guy that they could bring off the bench like a Lou Williams or somebody that could get hot and hopefully just hit some shots, a Tyler Hero, uh, any one of these guys that could just step up and, and hit a couple extra shots for them. They don't have that. If Vucevic doesn't get hot and we don't see Terrence Ross hitting the shots, Dwayne Bacon overperforming, it's going to be tough for them to stay in this. But we also see in Golden State guys like Wiggins just struggle mightily. Uh, Ubre struggle mightily from the field. And if that happens, it might just be the Steph Curry show. We could have a low-scoring close game. Nonetheless, we'll keep it moving because we just spent way too much time on that one. Last game, 10 p.m. Eastern we? State. Yeah, me. And we'll, I'll take the fall on that one. <laughs> Sixers <laughs> traveling to Portland. Take on the Trailblazers in this one. It's for the Sixers. Uh, Seth Curry, he's available. Shake Milton's doubtful. Mike Scott ruled out. Zach Collins is available for Portland. Or I'm sorry, is out. I don't know why I said available. Uh, McCollum out, Nurkic out. Regular three guys still out. Nasir Little, questionable. He's been dealing with that knee soreness for quite some time after he just blew up with that random 30-point game that no one expected. But for Philly, we'll start off. We'll lead off. It's hard to not talk about Joel Embiid. This game has a spread as well. Uh, 228.5, and the Sixers are 4.5-point road favorites. Ooh, I appreciate that. So I'll let you lead off here, Santino. Joel Embiid, 10-8. We talked yeah, so about Steph Curry. Two I was just saying, the, Steph Curry and Embiid, I know they're the only guys over 10K, um, but 
but they're in smash spots. I mean, if this game, I mentioned the last gun, if, if it could stay close, uh, if this game could stay close, Enos Cantor cannot do anything against Joel Embiid. Uh, Joel Embiid's making good centers look mortal. He's going to make whatever Enos Cantor calls uh, rim protection uh, worse. I don't even know the, the word for it right now, but I, I don't mind paying 10 8 for him. Uh, I'm going to either go Curry in some lineups and, and Embiid in some lineups. And I'll be perfectly fine with that. Uh, we, all, we we talked about Tatum. If you pay down, that's fine too. But um, you're going to get your money's worth with Embiid in this matchup as long as it can stay competitive. So uh, I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. And the Blazers also, another team that is on the second night of a back-to-back <clears throat> so that's something to keep an eye on out or an eye out for or on the first night of a back to back. So if they just get blown out, they're going to go. They'll probably go to their bench too. Uh, if they have any at the moment, if they have any, <laughs> they are beat up. But, um, and if you don't go to Embiid, I think Simmons is in a fan. I, that, most of these guys are in a really good matchups. Uh, just to be honest here, we have Seth Curry is in a pretty good matchup here. Or yes, yeah, said I, I keep getting them mixed up and, and with no shake, who's doubtful for this one. You can expect an extra handful of minutes as can uh, Danny Green and Fork, Cork Maz, who should play more off the bench. And that looks pretty good for them too. Cause they're only three, nine and three, seven. Uh, those are two guys that if you're GPP punt type pivots, are not bad there in this type of environment where the Blazers just aren't that good at defense. They give yeah, up absolutely. a lot of points. Um, but, I'm sorry. I cut you off. I'll let you finish. No, no, go. No, I was just going to agree with you. I mean, it, it's just any guy that you're looking at in this kind of spot where we're talking about teams facing like the Bulls, the Timberwolves, Portland, uh, these teams that we know play terrible defense but tend to play at a faster pace because they shoot a lot of three-pointers, everybody gets a little bit of a boost. Uh, you got to imagine that. Everybody gets a little bit of a boost. Even these guys, the ancillary, and ruling Shake Milton out only helps Danny Green and Cork Moss. Yeah, and, and I think uh, Simmons is in a great matchup too. I don't mind Harris, but I'd just rather pay Simmons. Yeah, that, that price tag is rock solid at 8-3. I think you can look at a lot of value here, uh, whether it's um, not value, but Embiid, Simmons, you're going to get what you pay for. Seth Curry, Danny Green, Cork Moss for value. I think there's there's a lot to like here. Yeah, and to be honest, this spread feels a little weird for me. It, it feels a little too close. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a guy that generally takes too many bets on games. If I do, I do more prop bets. Yeah, this is the Blazers um, if they're fully healthy type of spread. Yeah, and that's 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 kind of the vibe I'm getting. So I'm it's heading a, over to mybookie.ag tomorrow, and I can tell you right now. I'm probably why do you keep saying AG, buddy? Just say mybookie. Mybookie.ag, my friend. I want people to know where they got to go. It's not All you have to do is Google mybookie. Or you can hey, just go to mybookie.ag. Why you got to, you know, this is this is Because you keep saying it. It's weird. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's because they're home, so the spread – drops about four or five points there i think if if the blazers were traveling across country like the sixers were it'd be a nine nine point spread yeah i'm with you though i think Embiid and simmons are the two top options i'm looking at i wouldn't even mind taking a stab at a guy like dwight howard at his price tag if the game gets out of hand if it doesn't get out of hand you should still be looking at his mid-teens minutes he's just a good poor per minute guy not expecting a whole lot but feels like a safe little cash dumpster dive type play and he has a little bit of turn and upside at that price tag as well but you know, for me, it comes down to whatever game you think has the opportunity to stay closer. Between this one and the Golden State game, Simmons and Curry are both fantastic plays. It's not a stars and scrub type night where I want to play both of them. I want to get some exposure to that Houston and Miami game and that Toronto and Boston game around the early half. So I don't want to try to get, you know, cram both these guys in there. And I also don't want to bank on both of these games staying close either. So it's really, it's a little risky. Uh, it's not the thing that you guys want to hear. I know that necessarily. 
But I think both these guys should be looking at floors of 45 points, even if the game gets out of hand. So they're both still got solid, solid base value on a game where we're talking about on a slate where raw points definitely are going to matter. So on a five-game slate, these raw points where you can get 45 guaranteed points out of Embiid or 45 guaranteed points out of Curry, it's going to matter. Um, If I had to pick a game that I feel more comfortable stacking against, it would be this one. So if I'm playing Embiid, I feel comfortable running some of these Portland guys back. You know, I'll touch on them right now. Lillard at 9-8, I don't love it. I don't want to pay that price tag. But if you're looking for that game stack, it makes sense. I don't mind paying the price tags on guys like uh, Anthony Simons. He's starting to get his minutes limit increased. He played 25 minutes, or he had the, the minutes limit was at 25 minutes in that last one. He only played 21, but he was available to play more. We can expect that. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury. That's slowly going to increase. So at 4,200, I don't mind looking at him. I don't mind looking at Derek Jones Jr. at 38, who's off his minutes restriction, played 29 minutes and started in that last one. So I feel comfortable running it back uh, with a couple of these options on the Portland side of the ball. So I'll be playing those two guys. I don't think I'll be spending up on Canner in this matchup. I don't think I'll be spending up on Lillard, but I wouldn't knock you if you wanted to. Covington's a guy that we're slowly starting to see turn the ball around. You know, he's been playing terrible, but uh, he's getting priced up now. He's almost at 6K. There's not a lot of meat left on that bone. So for me, it's going to be Simons. It's going to be uh, a little bit of Derek Jones Jr., and that is it. Yeah, I think Lillard is just a GPP pivot from uh, the other two guys we mentioned in the top tier. I'm not. I don't feel safe safer in this matchup. It's just Ben Simmons going to be on him. Philly is just really good defense all around, and they can easily key key in on him because let anybody else beat him. Uh, but yeah, I don't mind Simmons here. Uh, I don't mind Derek Jones Jr. I think they're four two and three eight. You can take chances on them. I like Derek Jones Jr. a little bit better because you know that he's going to have that consistent playing time. Um, so I, I think they're both in solid spots. More another two guys that we can throw into that uh, value four two and under type of value uh, and i will throw out one i don't want to pay anybody else higher on it i just don't love the matchup but uh, and, and all the prices are fair and i think we have better solid options uh pivot plays for better matchups but one guy i will throw out in there because i do think enos Cantor's is going to eat some fouls is harry 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 styles the third uh 32 yeah and i said it. i thought you were gonna catch i thought you were gonna say oh, something no. on that one uh, <laughs> you didn't give me enough time to call that corny I man you were say something, buddy. i like, kind of like it i'm me, not gonna lie you're no, gonna I let like me it. keep going but i, I, I like, like harry. it <laughs> i think uh he only has one direction to go in this game <laughs> oh no 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 uh, and, and i think that direction is, is up here but i'll cut it off right I, this, so we already went 15 minutes longer than we expected. Now we're talking about Harry Styles oh. going buck wild. <laughs> no, I'm just, I, I think at 32, he's a punt type play that if you're going to take one, you're going to pivot from most of the field. Obviously not safe. He's 32 and he's, he's one of those desperation type of, do you, how are you feeling? Are you feeling lucky right now? Because I think Enos Cantor just has, uh, Joel Embiid's going to get him in foul trouble. And if he does, the only other big guy on this team that they can throw at him is, is Giles right now. So um, I'm a little disappointed. I'm not going to lie because when I came back and I was calling it cheesy again, I was expecting one more corny, some sort of pop culture reference to do with Harry Giles or Harry Styles or uh, One Direction. I thought you had one more in you. I, I, I was really waiting for the three P on that one. Uh, I'm, I'm you, you, hit me, you hit me with the Harry Styles. I said something. You came back with the One Direction. I was waiting for the third. If you had another one, it would have been a leap, but. Well, well, I was just trying to uh, keep away from all the little things. 
<laughs> that was insane. I love it. Very Giles Styles. Uh, he's only headed in one direction. I'm with you, though. You're right. He should be getting some foul trouble when we look at Canner. Anybody that goes against a beat can pretty much get into foul trouble, let alone a guy that can't shift his feet and has been known to play. And Terry Stotts thinks he's good defensively, which is something I don't understand. He, he talks about it all the time. I don't know why this guy gets a bad rap, he says. He's, he's good defensively. Yeah, we'll see that. We'll see tonight. But that is it. That brings us home. That wraps us up. We got off the rails a little bit, went a little longer than we expected. We ended up talking about some pop culture. We ended up me blabbering on uh, some nothingness for a little while as well. But thank you, guys. We appreciate you guys tuning in with us. Whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener, thank you guys for listening to our banter. Sometimes Santino and I, it's, uh, it's a recipe for disaster. But, Santino, anything you want to say before we take off? Um. Yeah, join us on Discord. Join us in the, uh, anytime you got because we, we keep getting late-breaking news and all this stuff, and we'll tell you where we'd like out of that. Uh, but, yeah, I think, we, I think we hit on everything we needed to do, and we went a little bit longer than we thought, but still pretty good, solid timing. Absolutely. Maybe you don't get your coffee now. I apologize for that. But Santino's <laughs> right. Check us out on Discord. Uh, you'll need the DFS or the Fantasy Pass to do so, so head over to hoop-ball.com. Check that out, guys. DFS Pass, only $1.99 per month. You get access to all the articles. Uh, you already get the podcast for free, but like Santino said, the Discord is the key. It's a group of chat of a bunch of great people we have out there, great community, including many of our pros in there on a nightly basis, answering your questions, posting tidbits, giving updates, injury news, starting lineups, you name it, it's in there. And you can also get that if you follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Ugh. Ugh, uh, throw the ugh at the end. <laughs> you can find Santino Cocone at S-A-N-T-I-N-O. Yeah. C-A-C-C-O-N-E. Uh, we'll give you guys. Uh, you can follow us. We'll give you guys the information as soon as we get it. Ask us some questions on there. Like I said, if you ask us around 6, 7 Eastern Standard Time, it might be a little tougher. We're generally hanging out in that Discord, not checking Twitter as much unless it's late breaking news. Mouthful's done. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. It will be Brenton. It will spit. be. I hear it. Uh, it's, it's bubbling right now. <laughs> It'll be Brent. It will be Dave. They'll be crushing it for you guys. That's it. Get me out of here. I can't deal with this kid anymore. I got to go. <laughs>